Hello, and welcome to Fun Fact Collectors. I'm Jadrian. And I'm Brad. Some people collect coins, some people collect stamps. We collect fun facts, and now you do too. Welcome to the club, nerd. Okay, so I've got a great topic for us today. Uh, I know it's been a while since we've recorded, not for the listeners, because we're consummate podcast professionals and adhere to our schedule. But uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing some traveling, so we haven't we haven't actually talked for a little bit. And I've been doing some staying at home. <laughs> hey, someone's got to do it. I'm uh, an indoor kid. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I uh, I got a great topic. It's one that I really wanted to do before I went away. I didn't get a chance to. Uh, it's another stupid classic Brad topic. Oh, God. Um, I don't think it's going to be another 90-minute session on the history of time. Uh, but I guess, what can you tell me? What do you innately know about the dangers of DHMO, or dihydrogen monoxide? Oh. Um, I know that um, your body is not you don't die from inhaling it because it kills you you die because your body doesn't prompt you to exhale like it's not a lack of oxygen it's a failure to in it's a failure to exhale that kills you am i thinking of the wrong thing not quite just i just want to clarify what did you, what word did you hear me say dihydrogen monoxide Okay, yeah, that's what I said. All right. Um, what am I thinking of? Carbon monoxide? Yeah, you're thinking of carbon monoxide. Oh, okay. So no, Isn't di- that interesting, though? <laughs> yeah, you that don't, is interesting. You don't die from failing to intake oxygen. You die from failing to exhale because your body is not prompted to exhale anyway. Yeah. Well, and carbon monoxide, I think, also binds to like, your oxygen receptors in your blood cells. So even if you go from like a really like high concentration area of carbon dioxide right into the fresh air, you can still die from carbon di- monoxide poisoning because it's just in your body. Mm. You have to like hooked up to pure oxygen, but no, we're talking about dihydrogen monoxide. Okay. I feel uh, like sidebar, we should get t-shirts that say nature wants to kill you. Oh, have you ever been on the subreddit nature is metal? No. Well, yes. Sorry. Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. but yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. It is. <laughs> The last episode, I just listened to it um, because uh, for people who don't know, which is everyone, um, <laughs> we recorded twice before Brad went away. And then I edited them like same day. So even though one went up last week and one went up this week, I edited them both last week. So it's been two weeks since I listened to our most recent episode. Yeah. I listened to it today and in it I talk I can't say anything right and I say it's 9:30 <laughs> it's past my bedtime. Well, it's not even 8 p.m. yet and I had to get a cold brew because I'm so sleepy. <laughs> Um, I think this is also the first time we record it when it's been daylight, like thanks to the time change and just the changing of the seasons. Uh, we didn't really get into that in our, in our time episode, but mm. it is nice to have the longer days. A little bit weird, but I like it. Anyway, dihydrogen monoxide. Um, it is a surprisingly common chemical. Uh, it has a wide range of uses. Uh, it's used as a solvent. It's used in paint thinners. It's used in industrial processes. Um, Wait, pretty deadly to sorry. Yeah. One moment. Dihydrogen monoxide. Is that H2O? Yeah. Are you telling me about water? Again, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I was just, I had this moment, for whatever reason, I thought you said dihydrogen dioxide. 
No, I don't know. That's uh, H two H no H two O two. That's sulfuric acid. That's, yeah, that's yeah. That an, that, that, that will really mess you up. That's what I thought we were talking about was the acid, <laughs> not water. Also, you shouldn't <laughs> inhale water. It will yeah. also kill you. Exactly. If you inhale uh dihydrogen monoxide and it's gaseous or liquid form you can suffocate and drown uh if you come into contact with solid dihydrogen monoxide uh it can cause um like burns to your skin it's used as like an emergency coolant nuclear power plants like this stuff's everywhere and it will kill you <laughs> but it, it is also just water h2o i'm glad you're tired also, of you need it to live <laughs> also that <laughs> you know if you have it it kills you if you don't have it it kills you so no, what got me onto this for a topic is I've recently been harassing one of our friends um, because he was saying how he feels like he doesn't drink enough water. And so um, I, it'll be like one in the morning, I'm supposed to go to sleep, and I'll, I'll Discord him a link to some meme about drinking water. And his response back, she's like, damn it. And then he goes and drinks water. <laughs> or uh, I've That's a true homie. I know. I recently took over the administration of our Minecraft server for our friend group, and I have it set to every two hours it broadcasts a message to everyone online saying, drink water. <laughs> Can I tell you something even sadder, though? Please do. Um, when we haven't played Grounded in a while, but when we were really big mm. into playing Grounded, um, and I would sit in front of my computer for like eight hours a day on <laughs> video games, um, the only way that I would intake close to enough water is every time my characters thirst decayed in the game that i had to make it drink i had to <laughs> drink this was a rule i had to set for myself because i was yeah. focused on keeping the video game character alive i was not keeping the real jadrian alive i guess yeah. how much water do you think you should drink in the room of a day eight glasses interesting 64 ounces because the government told me to <laughs> interesting well we'll get into that <laughs> i don't know uh, he... i've always like up it's only been recently that i've had issues with drinking enough water and frankly i think it's because i went from working at home and before that being in university and being all on my own schedule to like being on an office schedule and so to go get water i have to walk down a hallway and it's just so far away um but i always had the problem when i was growing up of being overhydrated. And so like my parents would sometimes get concerned because you can be overhydrated. Mm -hmm. It causes like electrolyte yep. issues. Um, and I would just drink so much water that they were like, you got to stop. You got to You can't drink that much water. It's a problem. <laughs> so it's only recently that I've had the opposite issue. Yeah. Well, finding the balance is tricky. Uh, so I was going to talk a little bit about tap water versus bottled water. I have some hot tap water facts. Ooh, you go okay. ahead and then I'll hit you with mine as they come up. Yeah. Well, uh, I have to be a little American centric here because of course the internet is default uh, to US of A, uh, but I assume it's broadly similar in Canada. I know it's broadly similar in Europe at least. Um, so tap water in the US is uh, regulated by the Environmental Protection Agency or the EPA. Bottled water is not. Bottled water is governed by the FDA sometimes. So the Food and Drug Administration. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And so because America Both of which came up everything. in our last episode. I know. It's just, it's all one big seamless tapestry. 
So the FDA, I think, primarily only has oversight if you're selling the water in a state other than where you're producing it. So te theoretically, uh, if you are in a state that doesn't have its own state-level uh, bottled water regulations, and that water is produced and sold solely, solely within that state, uh, there might be no regulations for it. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that comes out of the establishment of the FDA in response to the meatpacking crisis <laughs> of the early 1900s, which required yeah. the companies to cross state lines in order to be in federal jurisdiction. It's it's that exact same thing. It, it's, you know, federalism and everything down there in the States. Um, so, and interestingly, because you'd, you'd think that the regulations would either be the same or that one might just be better, and I'll use the term better loosely here than the other. Uh, but fun fact, they're not. <laughs> um, the EPA will have stricter regulations in some regards, and the FDA has stricter regulations in other regards. So for example, let's talk about lead in your drinking water. Mm -hmm. So maybe this isn't a fun fact, but it's a fact. The EPA's rules for tap water allow tap water to have more lead in tap water then the fda's rules allow for there to be lead in bottled water hmm. so the epa's limit for lead is 15 parts per million whereas the fda's bottled water regulations uh, don't let it go more than five parts per billion interesting Most, yeah <laughs> mostly because lots of water still comes through lead pipes so mm -hmm, like in flint michigan well no actually i don't have this written this is just off the top of my head uh, at a high level it's because uh, obviously lead pipes, you'd rather not lose them or not lose them. You'd rather not use them. Uh, but once you've rolled out a lead pipe system and all that, you know, the first couple of years or decades of water have flown through it, that lead's going to build up like a, like a patina, like a coating in it. And so you're not really going to be getting lead into the water. What happened in Flint is they changed the source of the water. And so, you know, it went from being more alkaline to more acidic or, or, less acidic to more acidic, whatever. There was some change in the chemical makeup of the water, and that caused that that line to break down. And suddenly, you are you have fresh new lead being eaten up off the pipes and sent to people's homes, which is not good. So you're thinking, well, geez, I don't want lead in my water. I'm not going to drink tap water. I'm only going to drink bottled water. <laughs> Fun fact, <laughs> the FDA allows you to have more total dissolved solids in your water, which includes things like E. coli and fecal coliform bacteria. Dirty. So, so you can get poopy bottled water or leddy taff water. Take your fix. Gross. Gross. Now, <laughs> is that a fun fact? It is a fun fact. Um, <laughs> we love the fecal oral route on this podcast. Oh, never mind. You ruined it. <laughs> you ruined poop water. Um, are you going to talk about fluoride? Uh, not a ton. I'll, I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll flip it over to you because I know there's a lot of talk about what's healthier. And what's healthier is so hard to quantify. Uh, what maybe is easier to quantify is pure, because as you're kind of getting at here with, I know you talked about electrolyte balance, and I'll talk about that more later, and you're talking about fluoride, you know, we know, and you can quantify what, what water is only H2O and nothing else. Um, but pure does not equal healthy. Drinking only pure distilled water is not healthy for you uh you seem like you're bursting at the scene with some fluoride facts so i just think really it's so interesting put fluoride in there 
Yeah, so, but do you know why they put fluoride in there originally? Like how it came good? to be? Yes, but the what American happened Association? is this this fella um, moves from one a, a dentist moves in like old timey dentist, so like scary dentist um, <laughs> moves from one area where he sees a lot of tooth decay to another area that is very rural, and he expects to see the same, if not more, tooth decay. But when he gets there, he realizes everybody's teeth are like real brown, but they all have perfect chompers, hmm. and so. He's like, huh, that's weird, and starts theorizing. And it's because naturally in that area, there was fluoride in the water. So he does an experiment where, with the permission and assistance of the city, where they provide drinking water to the inhabitants that has no fluoride in it. And within however many months, he starts seeing tooth decay and Hmm. all of these issues with it breaking down. And so he goes, well, better to have brown teeth than to have um like actual mechanical issues with the uh the quality of your teeth like yeah, your teeth breaking does... down and becoming difficult to eat and having infections and everything and so they put the fluoride back in the water and then water becomes um municipally managed in like mm. reservoirs and uh fluoride is added uh to help improve our health they also add this is a tangential (laughs) fact but they add iodine to salt because iodine deficiency was a huge issue and so they thought what can we add iodine to that people eat um you know enough of that it would have an impact we'll add iodine to salt they also add um b3 to milk in some places yeah that's so wild and yeah, I feel like, I think these are some of the things where you'd almost have a hard time. God, I almost even don't want to say it out loud. You have a hard but, time doing it today because people yeah. freak out. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. like, like look at people like Alex Jones. Like, they're putting chemicals in the water there during mm-hmm. the friggin' frogs gay. Um, <laughs> which, Fluoride yeah. is, like, brainwashing you. Yeah. No, but, yeah. like, look at vaccines, right? It's like, mm-hmm. ugh. You know, yeah. people were were probably almost killing themselves for vaccines a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and now somebody hundred like, years ago, if you told them we've eliminated smallpox and your children will no longer get yeah. these diseases that will probably kill them, that you just accept as routine childhood diseases, they would be amazed and grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we can get yeah. off our soapbox, but um, <laughs> I just think that the origin story of how intentionally yeah. adding fluoride to municipal drinking water came to be is really interesting. Yeah. Thank well, you, that's funny. Sawbones. Because <laughs> um, now you're saying that I'm thinking back to when I was a kid. I mean, you probably did too, because you grew up outside of a place with mm-hmm. municipal water, right? Like we had to do like fluoride rinses in school. Yes, which I have to, to assume city kids don't do because they just have fluorinatedificated huh. city drinking water. Yeah, I guess I never, I never <laughs> thought of that. But I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, actually, where I lived, we had well water, um, which was sufficient for like bathing, but it was actually too hard to be drinking, and so we drank like the big bottles of spring hmm. water. Well, now I want to know, like when you go and get your whatever that is, 20 liter jug of water, can you pick mm-hmm. fluorinated or unfluorinated? No, <laughs> I don't option? believe so. I yeah. don't think you can do that because it's actual like natural mineral spring water. Yeah. 
Well, I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit I've taken you so stuff. far off. Track. Oh, no, that's fine. That's a good, it's a good bit. Uh, so we talked about the poop water. We talked about the lead water. <laughs> um, there is the International Bottled Water Association, the IBWA. This is a voluntary industry group. Uh, so basically, it's Nestle, PepsiCo, and mm. Coca-Cola getting mm. together and, and mm. you know hanging out, uh, making their own voluntary rule. Oh yeah, super suspicious. Uh, they produce eighty percent of the bottled water purchased in the United States, and they they you know of course because they they know that if one of them starts selling water that's chock full of poop that that is you know even if it's not <laughs> over the limit if it's like right up to the line like you wouldn't buy water that says uh uh technically less than the legal limit for poopy water right oh, you, you want that water that has no poop or at least the minimal poop right you don't want to strive for the bare minimum you want water that goes a step beyond uh, <laughs> and so that's why you've got this like industry self-regulating group Mm. Uh, and then, so I got a lot of this from. Oh yeah, I should have started. Uh, a lot of this bottled stuff comes from a How Stuff Works article that they also made a podcast episode about on stuff you should know. Uh, and it's funny because in that article they talk about how they had four or five brands of bottled water, uh, and they went to New York City and got people to compare and rank. And you know, can you tell the difference between New York City water and bottled water? And a lot of people couldn't. But New York City also has some like really great municipal water because it gets piped in dozens or possibly a hundred more miles away from like mm-hmm. the Catskills in like upstate New York. Um, there's lots of great like engineering videos on YouTube about kind of the giant projects that that takes. Like it's hundreds of millions or possibly billions of dollars in infrastructure just to like pipe water from upstate New York down to like New York City. I mean, that makes sense that they would have to do it that way. But I guess I just never, I never thought of it. Like, I'm so used to living in a small town that we have, like, just enough municipal resources to be a town, but, like, not enough municipal resources that we have, like, issues. Yeah. um, Like having to go, you know, hundreds of miles outside of the city to get water. But also, people say that's why... Uh, bagels in New York City are um, so unique is because of the water. I don't know. Yeah. I've never had a New York City bagel, but I bet it's good. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Um, but yeah, like I have a little bit here on like the taste of water. So several factors can contribute to the taste of water, including the source, the mineral content, and the treatment process. Um, you know, groundwater from a well might have a taste than surface water from a river or, for, or from a lake. It's all about like the the geology and like what what trace minerals mm. are in your water, right? Is it zinc? Is it manganese, magnesium, calcium? Like like all, all those you know mm-hmm. minerals and vitamins. Uh, th- that's some what the water, taste of the water though, is. Some water just tastes so much better. Yeah, like some water is just like ah, that's water. Yeah, some water is like I would die for this water. <laughs> so. Um, I think I know what it is, but like for the listeners, what, what's your water deal at your house right now? Like what, what do you drink for water? Um, we drink tap water and we don't even like put it in a filter pitcher or like a non filtered pitcher in the fridge. We drink it straight out of the tap, except for my crippling sparkling water addiction, (laughs) um, which is my guilty pleasure. And, uh, I do have a 
ranking of preferred brands and flavors but we'll put mostly that in the patreon after show water <laughs> <laughs> so and that i always am flabbergasted and astounded when i go to your guys's house and you guys really? like, yeah just drink from the tap you animal you have because you have like a brita filter like a yeah. filter pitcher now, don't you i yeah now for me the brita part's not the important part for me it's cold yes i i our our yeah. sink tap gets quite cold it gets yeah. cold enough to be acceptable to yeah me. especially in the winter i find in the summer like our, our tap water in the summer gets warmer warm enough mm. that i'm like uh i wish this was colder and like i, I know I, we I... live like animals over here <laughs> um the rough side of town i know uh but yeah so yeah we, we have the brita filter um i really don't care for the brita like at, at my parents home also on even smaller town municipal water for the latter part of my childhood oh, are they on municipal water i didn't realize oh, yeah. that yeah, oh, nope. interesting. Big, uh, big town got uh, municipal water. I think when I was in like middle school. And a streetlight. Oh yeah, I remember the first Close time Jake mind. came to. Our, yeah, blew our mind that we had streetlights. <laughs> We're gonna sound like such like rural folk. And a Tim Hortons. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Tim Hortons and a streetlight. Big city life. And, and a grocery water. store right there. You know, I I love our tap water. Like especially at like you know one a.m. when you're in the bathroom and you're just like drinking under the tap like the like. <laughs> I Gremlin. love that. <laughs> I like tap water from the bathroom is colder and tastes <laughs> better than tap water from the kitchen. Straight facts. It is. It's yeah. accurate, except unfortunately, the tap that the people who lived here before me installed is stupid for drinking out of because you have to put like your whole head down in the sink. It's not it's not a oh. good situation. Yeah, I never thought so about I that. I only do it when I'm desperate. <laughs> Um, Give it a try next time. I invite I you. <laughs> I will. And I remember um, in an outdoor pursuits class, and I feel like you could never get away with that these days or like somewhere more like urbanized, but in an outdoor pursuit class, our professor, our teacher, not professor, our teacher was like, yeah, you know, here, here's, here's how you identify the best like stream to drink from. Now it's all go drink from the stream. And I, I feel like you couldn't have people drink untreated water. Though. Have we had this conversation we, in a podcast before? Oh, I thought we just talked about this like off podcast. Maybe. Did oh my we? god, have, have we done enough episodes now that we're just like re recovering? Because stuff? I feel like we had. I maybe it was in our parasite episode, and that's why you're intentionally forgetting oh, it. Maybe. Um, but yeah. didn't I talk about how there was a spring near my house where it was yes. like that's just where you, you drink out of the water you can okay. you go for a walk you stop for a drink yes no we have had this conversation wow okay, okay. <laughs> i can now Only see how my... fans will remember <laughs> i can now see how some of the podcasts i listen to that have been hundreds of episodes are like have we talked about this before mm -hmm. we also did do a whole episode on lakes so that's true it's been a very wet season and I don't think I said it on the podcast yet, but my dad, several weeks after we released that episode, my dad called me. My dad, the man who introduced me to podcasts and definitely fostered within me a love of podcasts, calls me not 10 minutes into the episode to say, well, but do you know about the Caspian Sea? And I said, <laughs> hey, how about you finish the episode and call me back? And he goes, all right, and then hangs up because he doesn't say goodbye. He just hangs that tracks. up. That tracks. Um, anyway, yeah. So basically, water has different tastes depending on where you go because there's different stuff in the water. Um, we should and... do a bottled water taste test. 
See, I'd be like really a blind interested. Bottled water taste test. Yeah, I'd be really interested to try different like municipal bottled waters. Like mm. like go bottle some water because so we were traveling to Vegas, and um, we had filled up our water bottles in the airport in Toronto on the way down. Um, you know, it's fine. You know, the airports all have those like nice like fill stations anyway that I think have like some kind of filtering into them. Mm. Uh, fine water, and we get to our hotel room. Um, it's late at night. We just go crash. I grab a quick drink from the tap. A, it's very warm tap water. So already starting at a severe disadvantage, and just oh, uh, it tastes itself like chlorine in big city. Like not bad, but it's the same thing. Like if I travel mm. to like Toronto or on like Ottawa to visit family, like uh, yeah, the tap water is always just yeah. Mm. Uh, it's tell not the you same what, as small town tap water. One day, my husband brought me. He had filled his bottle of water up at your office. And then hadn't finished it and brought it home. And he goes, you got to try some of this. And I had a sip of that. Ooh, the water from your office is peak. It's so good. Like recently or like back when we worked in the office full time? No, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, it must have. It's real good. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, it might just be a different water system or like a different aquifer than what you guys get on I your side. I think it of has town. no. It has. But like also, a it's got a nice filter. Thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice like filter coolie thingamajiggy. It it was it was an <laughs> enjoyable experience. And as a water aficionado who has tried many different sparkling and still, I would say it was <laughs> up there at the best of them. But there are different kinds of bottled water, and I don't just mean sparkling versus still. So the labels. Yes, sparkling comes in a can. Doy. You can get Perrier in a bottle. Yeah, can you? you can. You can get yeah. sparkling okay. water in a okay. bottle. You can get Compliments brand. <laughs> so the FDA regulates some of these terms uh, as used on bottled water. So there is artesian water, which sounds very fancy. It's really just water that comes from. Uh, basically like an underwater pressurized aquifer so you punch a hole in it and that comes geysering out cool i don't know why that's part's particularly important but it's its own thing there is mineral water which is spring water that has at least 250 parts per million of total dissolved solids but those solids have to be things like calcium magnesium and sodium <laughs> potassium not, not poop <laughs> Uh, and they have to be present at the source. They can't be added in afterwards. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So regular spring water has uh, 50 parts per million of total dissolved solids or less. Uh, it comes from a protected underground water source. Um, so this is... I have a question. Yeah. Who who regulates the naming of these different things? FDA. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, spring water is just your kind of your regular water, right? You put a hole into the ground, some water comes out of it. Uh, there is naturally sparkling water, which... What? Yeah, so you can get natural sparkling water that's just naturally carbonated. Um, kind of like I our murder lake discussion. There. But you could also, you can remove the carbonation during the processing and then re-add artificial carbonation, but it has to be returned to the same level it was at the source, which okay. just seems so wonderfully convoluted. Wild. I um, would love to try naturally carbonated water. Yeah. And then you've got reg regular well water as well. Um, so these as are the kinds of well. like, yeah, 
these are the yeah and then you can also sell purified water like you can put the, the label of purified water on your bottle uh, and you have to go through additional purification steps so uh, pushing it through a filter or distilling it or reverse osmosis uh, or like uv light treatment so you can then sell your water as purified if you've actually done something else uh, like that to it cool and now what is distilled water oh uh so distillation is basically you boil it and then you collect the water vapor mm -hmm. so uh like if you're stranded on desert island you can distill you your still. water if you okay. have um like a tarp yeah if you look like up like a, like a plastic, plastic tarp yeah like you can actually I use think like a... a lot about what would happen if i was in a life of pie situation <laughs> exactly so if you have like a two-liter pop bottle you cut off the top turn it upside down put it in side of itself so mm -hmm. that the 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 mouth of it is pointing towards the bottom mm -hmm. you invert it put it over some water it helps kind of um focus like, like the sun's energy on the water mm -hmm. the water boils only the water vapor travels up condenses on the sides and now you can kind of start to like collect that distilled water and mm -hmm. then everything else so the bad stuff the bacteria um the salt stay behind the poop we stay behind, but also sort of like the good things like, you know, the electrolytes and the minerals. So you mm -hmm. just have pure water. I ask because I have to yeah. buy distilled water for my chinchilla, which I don't think we've mentioned on this podcast before. I have a pet chinchilla. Her mm. name is Lucy. It is short for Lucifer because she is the <laughs> devil. Um, but she has to drink distilled water. So every few weeks I have to go to a pharmacy and buy a big bottle of distilled water. Yeah. Well, and we got some distilled water recently to use in our dehumidifier, or sorry, in our oh. humidifier, uh, just because, again, the water around here is kind of hard. So using just tap water in our like hypersonic impeller humidifier, it, it just spits little water droplets everywhere. So the water lands, it evaporates, and leaves behind all the minerals. It just oh, wanted this like, yeah. light white crust on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, how much water does a person need? How much water? I asked you at the start of this podcast, and you said eight cups or eight glasses. Eight, eight, eight ounce glasses, 64 ounces. Okay. That's pretty specific. This is what the government has told me. I'm Big not even water. sure if the government's ever actually told I'm you that. I'm blaming the government. It's probably somewhere. But when I was researching this, particularly on Snopes, I kind of didn't realize just how much of like a drink water fever or panic there was mm. sweeping the internet in the early aughts. Cause I found yeah. all these like reproductions of like chain emails, which as an aside, remember chain emails? Yeah, we should bring back chain emails. <laughs> That's why uh, like there's a whole subreddit that it's devoted to like old people Facebook and everybody <laughs> talks like they're an old person on Facebook. We need to bring back chain emails. Yeah. There's gotta even... be a subreddit. Even like your your weird copy passes on Facebook, like I don't give Facebook the right to use my personal information. Mm. Uh, even those are kind of dying. It's just, uh, it's sad Let's to see it Let's start a new chain email. Sign yeah. up. Send us an email. Join our <laughs> newsletter. We'll send you chain emails. <laughs> or this to 10 people or your grandmother will die. Oh my God. <laughs> That's intense. Um, 
But yeah, and so it's not me, it's Hotmail. (laughs) So some of these chain emails were like, oh, you know, if you don't drink enough water, like that's why you've got arthritis, that's why you've got cancer, that's why you have angina. Like, just drink water, it's going to fix all your problems. Yeah, I mean, I think people are still in that mindset, especially in an area that I think I am in more than you are, but like the beauty wellness. Mm. uh influencing realm it's like drink water it'll clear your acne it'll make you look younger (laughs) it'll be make you be healthier it'll help you lose weight like it'll make your eyes sparkle there's so much interesting what drinking water will solve your problems big water but like as but we, also, as, as we discussed, big water the, definitely does exist. But like, do they then say drink some water? By the way, I love my Nestle. I love my Dasani. No, or... no, no. Uh, if anything, if anything, it's no. I think it's um, big water bottle because uh, water bottles have become their own phenomenon. That's true. Um, your hydroflask, your Nalgene, your hydroflask. Every year, I watched a, t- a TikTok Instagram reel on this. Every year, there is a new trendy water bottle that costs like $60 that you have to buy to be the cute little like wellness guru that you are. So there was a hydro flask. Right now, it's the Yeti cup. Yeah. Well, Um, apparently Stanley is becoming like a trendy. Stanley. Yeah. Stanley's trendy. I I saw one of my YouTube comedians. That I consume. Your YouTube comedians? Well, that one, you of, keep one of the basement? YouTube comedians I consume their content of. Yeah. Did a did a bit about like water bottles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and they kind of poke fun at how like Stanley is trying to be all like hip and cool. And someone's like, I remember mm-hmm. back when you were like blue collar work and stuff. Cause like when I think Stanley mm-hmm. probably like, I, I have a couple of Stanley things. Like I've got uh right here in arm's reach, he says clankity clank. Nice little foley work. Uh, I've got this like Stanley like pot that oh, I use for camping. Nice. Um, I've Why got... is it out in your office since you're not camping and have not been camping? <laughs> it's just handy. In it's just, it's just, it's that's where I keep it. Okay. Um, right, right next to my little pile of beef jerky. Right. Oh, you can't oh, see so it. Oh, so you're prepared. But is yeah, what you're yeah. Saying. It's my prepper corner. Perfect. Um, but like I've got like a Stanley thermos and stuff, and I I, mm-hmm. I associate it with like my my dad and my grandfather and like no. woodsman stuff, not I think, like hippie yuppie culture. I think water bottles have become trendy as an accessory, mm. so it's like another thing that you carry now, especially since um. This is so off topic. We can cut <laughs> all of this, but just like the way that we deal with, um visible branding has changed in the last like 15 years think about like early 2000s think about paris hilton um like louis vuitton mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's the t- chanel gucci it's the type of um branding where you have the repeating like juicy couture the repeating um no but like you can picture it you can like picture um, if you think of something like Louis Vuitton, yeah, the only one I can LV, picture is, is Louis Vuitton and Chanel. Yeah, it's bags. the LV or like tan bench, on the bench brown shirts and bench sweaters. Mm-hmm. But no, like picture specifically like Louis Vuitton brown background, the tan LV, which is patterned repeating over the entire bag, mm-hmm. and that is like the peak of, um influencer fashion of the time and now it's things like the hydro flask it's um 
things like athleisure wear that is like specific brands and it has gone like it's it's the same consumerism label driven capitalist drive to own for the sake of owning and showing that you own it except now it's masquerading as like crunchy granola wellness Hmm. that's got me wondering like what brand of water bottle do like the the real rich and famous people use like what are the kardashians or taylor swift using i just put a question out to my my taylor swift people about what kind of water bottle she uses i assume actually that they just like every four weeks get like an iv drip yeah and then they're good to go man we got off the plane in vegas and we're waiting at the baggage carousel where they have just like a giant like six foot screen every three feet blasting ads for vegas one of the ads this is, is mostly on topic where you can go and no get, like an you IV don't drip? even have to go somewhere it's like oh, are you and the girls out partying too hard in your bachelorette party call us we'll come to your hotel room in the morning mm-hmm. and hook you up to an iv to yeah. rehydrate you yep i've heard of that it just seems so wild yeah anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> back, back to my prepared yes, remarks right now it is the stanley straw cup i do believe that is like the trendy cup to have and I haven't got all that podcast cash rolling in yet, so <laughs> I do not have one. But the influencers get one in every color so that they can match it to their outfit. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'll wait for a serious answer from my tailor people. Okay. Uh, what other facts did I have here? Uh, okay. Uh, I, You know what? I assume this is tongue-in-cheek, but uh, they are the tailor guru, so... Uh, he says she just takes her private jet to the nearest glacier. <laughs> I guess that that's true. That's true. F you, buddy, right? It's just flying yeah. to the glacier to get a sip right from mm-hmm. the source. Mm. Or like the naturally carbonated spring water. Yeah. That's what she's drinking. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put this down as an absolute fact. Okay. Perfect. Not defamatory, though. No, it's, no. It's, we're, we're like, it's good for her. Good for her. <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about how much water we have to drink, and we're talking yeah, about chain Yeah, tell emails. me what the truth is. So. Is the answer drink when you're thirsty? Because I've also heard that from doctors. The answer is the amount of water you need to drink every single day is the amount of water you lose through excretion, perspiration, and other bodily functions. All <laughs> which right. Is, which is not a fun answer, Oopie. of course. Um. Or all the other bodily functions. But so obviously that amount's gonna vary widely based on your age, your physical condition, what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like I drank so much water when we were walking around Vegas all day every day. Uh so yes, it really is basically <laughs> a drink when you're thirsty. Uh most yeah, nutritionists you, you and I could sit in the same room and do absolutely the same thing for eight hours, and I guarantee you will sweat. 45 times the amount that i will well i sweat a lot and i don't think you're pot you're capable of sweating i'm so. not capable of sweating yeah <laughs> um, i am a lizard <laughs> so most nutritionists also don't have any idea where that eight eight glasses a day came from uh i don't think i'd ever heard it as specific as eight eight ounce glasses i just heard eight glasses or eight cups which is an infuriatingly vague measurement uh 
but so this nutritionist Barbara Roll says, I can't even tell you where that came from, and I've written a book on water. So I feel less bad that I couldn't find a short, snappy answer for where it came from. That's so interesting, though. Like, the things that get just adopted into culture, and like a hundred years from now, people will look back and be like, why did people believe this myth? Yeah. No one knows. We don't know. My mom told me to. <laughs> well, I want to make this just like food lies you've been told the episode and like i'm pretty sure the food pyramid that we were taught is just wrong these days but i have i haven't gotten into that yet we'll we'll leave that I for maybe later listen to an episode of sawbones <laughs> that answers that question <laughs> unrelated though um but this ties in really well with the topic i've already decided on for next week so Ooh, i'm excited okay well, I'm excited for that then. Uh, here's a snippet from a Los Angeles Time reader write-in. Quote, Although not trained in medicine or nutrition, I intuitively knew that the advice to drink eight glasses of water per day was nonsense. The advice... Well, I'm not a doctor or a nutritionist, and no, no, I intuitively that... knew that I can eat chocolate all day. Then no, no, listen to them. Listen to them. They got a point. Right, sorry. The advice fully meets three important criteria for being an American health urban legend. Excess, public virtue, and the search for a cheap magic bullet. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah, because like ain't, ain't that every like American like oh, drink eight glasses of red wine per day to cure cancer and make yourself it's cancer proof. It's the Mediterranean diet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, I wouldn't say that's specific to America though. Like I think it's more like I want to say capitalistic, but that's not even eh. true either. Like there's always been movements. Yeah, like everyone just where, like, wants this one thing will solve all your problems. Yeah. Right, cut out chocolate. You'll live forever. Drink yeah. tea. It's drink good a for glass you. of red wine every yeah. day. It, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, there's no silver bullets. It's everything in mm -hmm. moderation. Because mm -hmm. um, again, talking about how much water we need, uh, kidney specialists agree on one thing. It's that that eight by eight rule. So your eight eight ounce glasses mm -hmm. you were talking about is a gross overestimate of any required oh. minimum, probably for like your your average daily use. Uh, to replace daily losses of water, an average size adult with healthy kidneys sitting in a temperature or in a temperate climate likely needs no more than one liter of fluid per day. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends. Yeah, is the answer. Yeah. Um, have you ever think... seen? Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think though that for people like me, um, who have ADHD brain, we need the set amount as a reminder for goal mm -hmm. because you can say drink when you're thirsty your body will tell you what you need <laughs> my body is currently <laughs> screaming at me that it's thirsty i guarantee i will not drink water between now and bedtime <laughs> i'm also really hot i'm not gonna do anything about it because that requires me to complete tasks so i will just continue to be uncomfortable because I don't, that part of my brain that takes you from my body is telling me something, I should do something about it, is missing. Well, uh, fun fact, your body has this built-in system that can visually tell you how dehydrated you are. Pee-pee! Yeah, have you ever seen those, like, urine color charts? I have not, but I run the whole gamut. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> if, if you just go... Uh, Google or Bing or whatever image search urine color chart. 
Bing. I'm not going to go Bing. You want it. Yahoo answers it? I'm you want to ask Jeeves it? it? Ask Jeeves. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can find um, a wide assortment of, of different presentations of this, but it's basically if your urine is clear or like a pale straw color, you're probably doing real good. You know, Actually, the, the darker... you don't want your urine to be clear. You want it to be a light yellow. But yeah. if it is clear or like milky whitish, that's a problem. Milky white. Oh god. Mm. Yeah, that mm. sounds problematic. If it's like if it's um what is the word I'm looking for? Like you can have like clear yellow, but if it's um sm- like smoky, you know what I mean? I've like never had smoky urine. Foggy. Well, good. You're in perfect health then. All I've, your problems. I've definitely all. had urine that was like almost like clear, like almost could be water. You might be overhydrated. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, I definitely know when I've been drinking too much, but you can also see like once you're down to like a like a dark yellow or like an ambery honey, or especially if it's like a like a dark like syrupy golden color, like the the more yellowy brown it is the more urgently you gotta drink some water sorry cloudy that's the word i was looking yeah, for okay. it can be a symptom of um like utis yeah that kind of thing yeah so anyway uh that can give you some feedback so i know you just kind of also be it. foamy <sighs> <laughs> damn ask jeeves really hitting me hard tonight <laughs> Did you actually Sorry, use Ask Jeeves? On. No, I did okay. not. I used Google like a normal <laughs> human person. Uh, I've been duck duck going a lot more lately. It's like a privacy focused search engine. Anyway, we'll save it for oh, my privacy. I thought you were talking about do. your pee. No. <laughs> anyway, so uh, you don't want to be underhydrated, but there's no real hard and fast rules. Great. So you're just going to. Drink. I crave the rules. All you can, all the time. Oh, sorry. No, that's not uh, the point right yet. Uh, I think I'm missing a bit here. Anyway, point is, um, another thing is that you don't have to get all of your fluid or water intake through drinking water, because fun fact, water is in stuff. Mm-hmm. Coffee does not the amount of caffeine in coffee is not enough to out like to be a dehydrating factor to outweigh the amount of water that is in coffee that you are mm-hmm. consuming so i can drink only coffee all day and it's fine <laughs> um see this is more along the lines of and this is where i have it like you know your food and other stuff like the, the liquid like the water in coffee counts as water the mm-hmm. water in pineapple or strawberries or meat, right? That's all still technically fluid. I love meat water. <laughs> uh, so great. You, you don't have to drink water at all. You can just drink only pop or only caffeine. Uh, no, wrong, false. Sugar is bad, uh, especially in the quantities that you drink it in pop uh, or soda, depending on where you're from. Uh, or Coke. Some or people... soda pop if you're yeah. from the 1920s. Some places call it soda. Some places call it pop. Some places call it soda pop. And some places call it Coke. Yeah. So like, oh, what kind of Coke do you want? Pepsi is a valid sentence in some parts of the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so lots of pop contains caffeine, which is a diuretic or di- diuretic. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. Which 
So drinking your pop or soda or caffeine uh, can actually increase your body's need for water. Now, I did see a little fact that apparently uh, the more chronically you consume caffeine, the less of a diuretic effect it has on you. Interesting. I'm in great shape. <laughs> well, and then I went down this weird kind of sketchy rabbit hole where I wasn't sure if I was finding more like scholarly medical articles going over my head or like weird alternative medicine, drink caffeine, it'll solve your cancer site. So mm. I just kind of give my little diuretic quest there. Uh, but alcohol is kind of basically the same. So you cannot just substitute one for one water and like vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what that sounds fair maybe if you're in vegas and they're gonna come to your hotel room and give you an iv yeah well fine. yeah exactly a common application of diuretics that people will use them diuretics uh, yeah those things yeah <laughs> that's for the last time i'm gonna say the word anyway all right uh you can kind of use it to invalidate a drug test because you can just you know wash out your system by peeing a whole lot we're not uh, saying you should but yeah, I'm just saying it's something people do to like try and evade like doping things mm-hmm. in like sports. You can also do that uh, if you want to like lose weight yeah. to try and meet like a weight category in like boxing and wrestling, because you can train, get really buffed up, and if you're three or four pounds of muscle over the weight class, you just go pee and empty your your mm-hmm. fluid and, and solid stores yeah. and you know drop five pounds for the weigh-in so you're like you know rolling up to the weigh-in with an iv stuck in you so you don't collapse yeah. people also like for bodybuilding competitions and or for like camera like when um henry cavill was in the witcher and had to do a like mostly unclothed scene they make you dehydrate yourselves because it muscle it makes your muscles stand out more Mm. it's very unhealthy like dangerously dehydrated so that you look quote-unquote better yeah well i'm always fully hydrated which is why uh i don't look as impressive as henry cavill and i'm always drinking (laughs) coffee which is why i look like a little weasel who lives under somebody's (laughs) deck okay um oh i still have a lot of content to go through here (laughs) This was supposed to be an easy one. Well, yeah, but it's your turn to edit this week, so uh, I'm just gonna. That's fine. I'm just gonna like make so much for you to have to cut out. That's fine. We're just not gonna cut anything. The uncut episode. One common misconception about water and drinking stuff and fluids is that in the old times, people just drank beer or wine instead of water, which is totally not the case. It's not like people were like, "Oh, we're only going to drink beer forever." Uh, Jesus told me he turned water into wine, <laughs> so that sounds no, we can't. incorrect. I know, I want to incorporate that into this. We don't have time. We gotta say okay. that for the religion episode. Okay, okay. Um, but people did, you know, drink beer and wine frequently, um, but they also definitely drank water, because water is so much easier to get. Uh, you know, if, if you have a clean, known source, you know, like, so much mm. well water, it's just, you take it from the ground, and you put it into your tap. Like, at your house, when you were growing up, my house when I was growing up, we didn't have, like, a filtration system for the well water. It just came straight from the ground into yeah. your mouth hole. Yeah. Uh, which seems... But also, like, in oldie times, um, the operative word is clean, safe. Yeah. So, like, in a lot of ways, drinking alcohol could have been safer. Like, if there's, like, a cholera epidemic. Or, oh, like, yeah. Um, and part of that was because... Yeah, like your alcohol is, you know, 
vaguely like antimicrobial so, so stuff can't grow as easily in that or just the fact that you're boiling and straining and, and otherwise preparing the water but there's nothing to stop you just from boiling the water and then letting it cool or drink it versus boiling it if and you want to be lame <laughs> Um, I don't drink for the record. <laughs> anymore. Um, but also, I've drunk all my drinks. <laughs> but also, beer, uh, for example, was a nice like calorie laden beverage that's great for double duty uh, as like a farmer or a worker because hey, you're thirsty and you need some calories. Boom, have a beer. And like I've definitely done it. Like it's Friday night. I'm like I don't want really want to cook supper. I don't know what I want. I you know. Get a get a nice big can of beer out. Get some snacks. Like ah, uh, caloric intake. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> I know, so fun. Uh, so hungry versus thirsty. Uh, it's definitely a thing people can confuse. Uh, mm. I know. I always crave ice cream when I am thirsty. Interesting. And that's how I know that I have to go drink water. I'm just always hungry. Uh, like I always want to have a snack. And something I've started doing more is just drink more water instead like oh i want a snack let me go pound back a glass of water mm-hmm. and then see, see if, I'm if still i hungry. still want a snack and then yes. like it's either because i'm thirsty or just the water puts something in my stomach and i go ah and mm. like since i'm like starving I'm like oh i guess i'll drink some water so if you know i am mm. i am well fed yes um and especially since again travel to vegas and back my time and eating schedules are all whacked up um and yeah, like it's it's not funny, but it's just, it's interesting to like be like properly hungry instead of just like regular Western civilization hungry. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you do a flight, like you know like an eight hour flight, get in bed, wake up, and you're like ah, I haven't had real food for twelve hours, and I am I am kind of really hungry now. Welcome to ADHD brain. <laughs> I had a bowl of cereal two days ago. What am I? What? How am I hungry? <laughs> Um, I do want to do a serial episode. That could be good. Yeah. So we've said that you can't just replace all of your fluid intake with alcohol or pop for various reasons. Mm-hmm. So obviously the right thing to do is just to chug 27 gallons of water all day, every day. Right? Wrong. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, drinking too much water can lead to a condition called water intoxication or... Mm-hmm. Hyponatremia? Hypo-something. Too much water. Uh, I think it's kind of colloquially called water poisoning. Yeah. Which is just basically you really dilute your sodium levels and you put your body out of whack. The good news is, for your average person, I think dehydration is way more of a threat. uh, Because you have to drink an obscene amount of just water to really get to that level of water intoxication. And yeah. so it's more people like if you're running a marathon in the desert mm. and you're just drinking regular water uh, mm-hmm. and you're not getting you're your electrolytes. Spelling so much sodium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah I think problem. in my house growing up, the concern for me was because I drank so much water and also salt was like banned in our house. Mm. So, yeah, like we didn't put salt on food or like eat food. That was just not. My dad, every once in a while, would put salt on his food at the dinner table, and my mom would, like, give him heck for it. <laughs> so we just, I did not consume any yeah. salt that wasn't already naturally in a food 
and well, was drinking so much water. And that seems like it's one of those things, like we were saying about like, oh, it's like one of those magic, overly simplistic magic bullet things. It's like, oh, yes. never eat salt. It's like, yeah, no, same need thing, some never salt. eat sugar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so, what are electrolytes? I don't know. Oh, see, the correct answer remember... is it's what plants crave. Oh. Have, have you ever seen Idiocracy? No. Oh, you should. Um, okay. One of the plot points is that's the future, and uh, no one uses water anymore. They just use Brondo, which is a brand of energy drink. Okay. <laughs> and one of its slogans are Brondo. Uh, it has it has what plants crave, which is electrolytes. The only thing that I think about when I think about electrolytes is about about those electro ice freezies that <laughs> my husband bought me when i had food poisoning and how angry i was yes just your husband i wasn't involved yes yes you definitely <laughs> didn't drive him to costco and let him come home i have food poisoning i'm dying in bed i ask him early days of dating please just go to the store and pick up some gatorade he comes home with no gatorade and a giant box of electro ice freezies that are salty freezies that say in the fine print on the side does not contain electrolytes well they're salty that's an electrolyte yeah or like not a good source yeah. for electrolytes classic but yes they were called electro ice freezies <laughs> and never have i been madder in my life but then we still got married, so oh, it's all fine. Yeah. True love. True love. So electrolytes are just minerals that can carry an electric charge. Uh, they're important for lots of bodily functions. They are things like sodium, so your salt, potassium, mm. chloride, calcium, magnesium, and phosphates. So they're just they're things that help your body run, is the short version. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, you get them in lots of foods, fruits, vegetables, dairy products, meats, and grains. Uh, but your sports drinks or electrolyte supplements are kind of more specifically targeted for mm -hmm. those. Um, and then, uh, like we were saying, water intoxication throws the balance out of whack because you have too much water and not enough electrolyte. Mm -hmm. uh, Seawater is kind of just the opposite of that, where it's so salty that uh, you're getting so much salt that your body is going too much the electrolyte way. So it's basically dehydrating. Interesting. Yeah. So when you want to drink stuff that has electrolytes, uh, the classic examples are your Gatorade and your Powerade. <laughs> uh, I got these for the podcast because you'll remember. Oh, I'm sure you did. I did. Um, because... This is part of what got me onto this topic is a couple weeks ago, I had like a, a stomach bug or whatever. Uh, I was, was super dehydrated. We were going to a place to watch a movie. <laughs> and I uh, went to the grocery store and picked up a thing of powder on the way over. I'm like, I, you know, electrolytes. Oh, I, I, it's a thing I need. So I grabbed some Powerade. And oh my God, was that bottle of red Powerade one of the best things that's ever graced my lips. It was so good. And I was like, geez, why don't I just only ever drink Powerade? Who needs regular water, right? Uh, let's go to our good friend, the label. And mm. as we discussed in Costco episode, <laughs> the order of things on the label is the order of, you know, uh, largest quantity. Biggest ingredient, quantity. yes. So the first ingredient 
of Powerade is reverse osmosis water. The hmm. second ingredient of Powerade is sugar slash glucose fructose. Yeah. So unsurprisingly, it's mostly sugar. Yeah. And then your citric acid, your flavors, salt, potassium phosphate, allure red, the sorbic acid, magnesium, calcium, calcium but different, something else I can't pronounce, vitamin B, some other stuff. Uh, and it's, for it's comparison, water. yeah, it's, it's sugar water, essentially. And then You're for comparison, I got a red Gatorade to compare it to. Um, okay. I think I think I like power just a smidge better. More sugar? Not really. I don't think. Let me get here. So the ingredients for Gatorade is regular water, not specifically reverse osmosis water. Sugar. Oh, it just says water. Yeah. I thought you were saying it said regular no. water on the label. And I was like, <laughs> that does, suspicious. That does we sound a little the suspicious. lady don't protest too much. <laughs> um, and then it's sugar, not sugar mm-hmm. slash glucose fructose. And then dextrose, citric acid, natural flavor. Oh, what does the gram say for sugar? Yeah. We got Gatorade. We got Powerade. Both in 710 milliliter plastic bottles. Okay. Both with their own take on the sports cap. Yes. If we go to the food label, uh, both are per one bottle. The Powerade is 150 calories. The Gatorade is 180 calories. The sugar in the Gatorade is 42. The sugar in the Powerade is 41. Oh, interesting. So the Powerade is slightly lower in sugar and slightly lower in calories. Uh, both of them have, huh, interesting. Only the Powerade gives you the percent daily value of the sugar. The hmm. Gatorade doesn't for some reason. But the Powerade's Suspicious. 41 grams is 41% of your daily recommended sugar intake. And per the label, 5% or less is a little, 15% or more is a lot. And so we're twice over the limit for a lot of sugar. Mm. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, it is uh, 35% of your daily vitamin B12, 75% of your vitamin, sorry, 75% Okay, this B12. cannot just be a label reading Yeah, podcast. okay, fine. Anyway, point is, uh, they just sugar drinks. Uh, I yes. will say, I did like Powerade's Sport Cap better. Uh, you'll see. <laughs> this is a stupid thing, but we're getting into it. <laughs> is this a review It now? is. It's kind of a review. So you'll see... Um, are you getting a check from Powerade, actually? Uh, just one second. They're back in the truck in here now. Okay. So when you buy it in the store, this Powerade thing with the sport cap on it has like a nice little plastic cover on it. Mm-hmm. And then you take it off, and then boom, there's the thing you put your mouth on. Versus the Gatorade one, you buy it in store, and the spot you're supposed to put your mouth on is just exposed to the world. <laughs> so I haven't actually used the sport cap because I'm like, I don't want to... like. You know, people are in the store looking, breathing, touching, licking. Uh, you can clean it. Yeah, I don't feel like doing that. So I would go to the fridge. You know, I have a question And for take you. the top off and then drink out of it. Do you wash your hands before every time you, like, touch anything that goes into your mouth? Pretty much. Mm. I've been trying to do a pretty good job since COVID started. Yeah, I have a compulsion now. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my Powerade versus Gatorade comparison. But... Fun fact, uh, if you've been suffering from like diarrhea-based dehydration, 
like a stomach flu or other virus, uh, sports drink might not be the best thing for you. Yeah, Pedialyte is yeah. actually recommended. Yeah, so Pedialyte is what's called like an oral rehydration solution, um, which is just, it's a different mixture of sugars and carbs, or sorry, carbs and sugar, same thing, um, electrolytes, and, and you mix it into water, whereas like sport drink is a little more carb heavy. And I guess when you're going through like a diuretic spell, uh, undigested carbs can <gasps> exasperate that. Is that, that. Where diarrhea comes from? I assume so. Wild. I never realized. <laughs> anyway, so Pedialyte's probably better. I was hospitalized once as a kid for dehydration because huh. it's really difficult with um, like babies and like little kids to, if they're sick, they don't want to consume anything. And so it's very easy for them to get dehydrated. So a lot of the time when you have to take a sick child to the hospital, like a stomach flu type thing, um, it's because of dehydration, yeah. not because of like the intensity of other symptoms. And I can vividly remember when I was probably about three, because I think my mom was pregnant with my brother, having to be hospitalized with an IV because I had some kind of bug yeah. and was dehydrated. Well, that's no fun. Yeah. I actually got some two other powered fun or sports drink fun facts. Uh, so perhaps unsurprisingly, because everything's owned by a big something or other. So Gatorade was actually invented in 1965 which I thought was surprisingly old. Uh, it was invented at the University of Florida. Uh, their sports team was called the Gators, so that's why it's called Gatorade. Oh, cute! Yeah. That's really cute, actually. <laughs> so it was invented there back in the 60s. It uh, was purchased by the Quaker Oat Company in 1983. Mm-hmm. And then Quaker Oats were bought by Pepsi in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I thought Powerade came first. And I don't know if maybe just Powerade had better market share in Canada when I was a kid. But like, I think of Powerade as more of the original. Um, but no, Powerade, it's, uh, it's Coke's, Coca-Cola's uh, competitor to Gatorade. Uh, and it started in 1988. So like hmm, 23 so like years later. later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I think Powerade got into the Olympics big in like the 2000s. Like even now, my Powerade bottle Maybe says that's why you think fueling Olympic athletes on it. So I guess yeah, they just it got, has uh, like the Olympic rings. Yeah. What a good get for them. Yeah, really. Then McDonald's. <laughs> I always find it hilarious when McDonald's is like the official food place of the Olympics, and I'm like, yeah, I bet. Mm. Isn't Cheerios also probably Cheerios always does Olympic. Um, yeah. Okay. Ads. So we're almost done here in our water. Uh, this is turning okay. to a long episode. I'm quite thirsty. So. Um, another weird chain thing that went around that I grabbed some Snopes snippets from is about plastics and water bottles. Mm-hmm. So apparently, you know, lots more chain emails being like, hey, ladies, well, my girlfriends told me this, and I hope you tell your lady friends. Uh, my doctor told me mm-hmm. that I should never drink bottled water that's been sitting in a car, or I'll definitely get breast cancer. Uh, oh, yeah, because uh, the water breaks down, in the or the, the plastic breaks down and releases stuff BPA-free. Yeah, so you definitely do want a BPA-free water bottle. That's a thing you want mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but reusing a regular plastic PET-based water bottle... Um, 
the carcinogenic DEHA, which stands for something. Uh, that's what that particular chain was like, oh, you'll get DEHA and they'll give you breast cancer. Um, doesn't happen. Like if you, especially like some, one of the parts of the chain was like, don't freeze water in your water bottle because that'll pull out the DEHA. Hmm. It I've doesn't. I've never heard that one. No, you, you can freeze water and plastic fine. Uh, there's still like the microplastics problem, but eh, you can't go for microplastics. They're everywhere. It's too late now. <laughs> Something's got to kill yeah. you. Now, yeah, water heating in some types of plastic bottles could increase the leaching of, of phthalates or phthalate. PHT. I don't know. Yeah, that stuff. I'm not sure. Anyway, so it's definitely if you want to keep your water pure and without plasticky bits in it, uh, you know, using a metal or a glass water vessel is uh, is best. Okay, we're almost done here. Quick detour into pricing. I'd never put it in the scale before, but how much do you think it costs for you to take a liter of water out of your tap? Oh, um, do I have one of my water bills here? Anyway, I, I did the math. Uh, one liter of water, I rounded up our, our city's rates to $2 per cubic meter, which works out to 0.2 cents or two tenths of a cent per liter. Wild. And then you imagine, you know, getting like a full liter of like Dasani or Aquafina. Man, that's probably a four or $5 bottle of water. Yeah. Uh, but Aquafina <laughs> tastes so good, though. Okay. All right. Water snob. Um, it's not even like a Juju water oh brand. Oh, uh, super unrelated. I was just looking up uh, animals and water consumption, trying to find some fun facts, something panned out, but just go look up the proboscis monkey. I, okay. ca- I can't tell if it's adorable or horrifying. Mm. You can do that Much afterwards. like the fat-tailed dwarf lemur. No, that, that's just cute. By. That's pretty much just cute. How do you spell it? Proboscis. Like, okay. you know. Proboscis. P-R-O-B-O-S-C-I-S. I found it. Okay. Oh, look at that little nose! Yeah, but like some of them look kind of scary, don't they? Oh. Like, weirdly horrifying, but also kind of cute. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> so I guess the, la- the last bit I'll squeeze in here. Um, do you know why we have water towers? Uh, so my dad can put receivers on top of them. Incorrect. Don't know don't know uh it's because the way water gets into your house obviously is through a network of pipes laid by the city and you have to have pressure to force water through that system right so how do you put pressure into a water pipe you have a pump running but as you can imagine if everyone in the city has their has their faucets turned off and the pump's running something's going to explode so the pump will have to turn off and then the second someone opens a opens a, a tap, the pressure drops, so the pump would have to kick on, and, and all that on-off moving stuff really hard, right? So what we do mm-hmm. is we have water reservoirs that can hold, you know, uh, uh, six hours of average water use, and that way the pump runs for an hour, fills up the water tower, and the pump turns off, and the water tower, via gravity, provides that constant pressure. I just think it's so interesting how so many parts of our daily life required so much like mathematical and engineer Mm -hmm. knowledge. Like, okay, so we have to figure out that this is a problem. We have to figure out 
how much average pressure is used over this period because of this number of people, this number of houses. And then we have to figure out a solution to the problem based on all of that math. And I just turn the freaking tap on. Yeah. Like so many pieces of my (laughs) daily life are so specifically engineered by the world's brightest minds. (laughs) And I am just sitting here like, Oh, I'm thirsty. I'll get a drink seven hours from now. Yeah. Um, so even more of a fun fact, so you're like, okay, that's why there's the water tower at the top of the hill. But oh, interesting. Like I live at the bottom of the hill. My water doesn't come from that water tower. Because as you can imagine, you know, that water tower is probably 200 or 300 feet taller than my house is. That would be mm-hmm. a ton of water pressure, right? I'd turn on my, my faucet and go, boom! <laughs> so, good, though. Um, like in the city, especially in a city with hills, you're going to have multiple different pressure zones. So remember where we used to live on? Yes. Um, if you walked up, you'll find a couple different spots with like uh, chain link fences. It's like city property. And there's like a blue bunker door. Yes. That's It's not a water tower, but it's like a water storage bunker or cistern. Because Interesting. What, yeah, when you have a hill that you can build into the side of, why would you build a tower when you could just build into the side yeah. of the hill? So hmm. people that live on the bottom half of the hill have their water pumped up to a cistern halfway up the hill. And the people on the top of the hill, well, they need a tower so that water can flow down mm-hmm. into it. That's why in New York City, lots of buildings have their own water towers because New York City, like where, if you're the New York City government, where are you going to put a water tower taller than every single building in New York City? Yeah. Huge undertaking. So you say, listen, Buck, bucko we're gonna pump bucko. we're gonna pump water to your basement you gotta deal with it from there so buildings pump water to their own roof in their own sort of like miniature water system so that they can have their own water to deal with because you know that's interesting obviously definitionally the roof is taller than the rest of the building because that's how roofs work fun fact <laughs> <laughs> you got me there <laughs> uh but yeah so that's why even if like the power goes out in the city, um, the city has hours to get the backup generators running for the for the pumps. I mean, they're probably automatic anyway. But you pump the water to the top of the hill, gravity just does the rest. Uh, huh. And so I never thought yeah. about that. And so even more big brain move. We talk about renewable energy and solar power and wind power, but the sun's not always out, the wind's not always blowing. So how do you store energy? You can actually kind of use a water tower as kind of sort of a battery. Like imagine it's super sunny out at you know one o'clock in the afternoon. That's not like peak power time. So you use your pumps then when there's excess power to pump a bunch of water to the top of the hill in your water tower. And then that way at supper time, whenever else is cooking, your pumps don't have to run because you you've you're basically using the water tower as a battery. That, Isn't that is neat? interesting. Yeah. I think I have to do a whole episode at some point on just how neat like electrification is, but that'll be later. I know nothing about it. I don't know anything about anything. Yeah. Well, I I actually can confidently say I know more about when they put fluoride intentionally <laughs> in water for the first time than I know about how my water system works currently. Yeah, well, now you know. Um, oh, you another know. fun fact, uh, Vegas related, because again, we were traveling there. Uh, Vegas, despite being in a desert, is actually one of the most like water efficient cities in, in at least North America. 
because of the way it gets its water. Uh, it gets its water from the Colorado River, which runs through like six or seven states. But the way that the states decided which state gets how much water was like 100 years ago when Nevada had like 60,000 people, the whole state of Nevada, like 69,000 people. Mm-hmm. And now Las Vegas is a city of millions plus hundreds of thousands of tourists. So they mm-hmm. had to be like super creative with how they deal with water. Um, so they're like really good about like um, like water conservation and stuff. So that's why everybody drinks alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> Don't drink the water, drink the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my last fun fact about water. Do you have any other questions? Right. I do not. Cool. Uh, did you have any follow-up to bring back about water bacon? <laughs> um. First of all, it's lake bacon. Sorry, sorry, lake bacon. Um. I don't think I do. I feel like when I was listening to the episode today, I thought of something, but I was in the middle of doing something else, so... I don't recall. No, I don't think so. I don't think I have any follow-up. Cool. If you like this episode, feel free to subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at Fun Fact Collectors on Instagram and Twitter. If you have suggestions for future episodes or just want to share your favorite fun fact, feel free to send us an email at headnerds at funfactcollectors.com. If you're interested in learning more about today's topic, check out the show notes. This has been Fun Fact Collectors. See you next week. See you next week!